When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of our podcast, Plant School. Today, we'll be talking about the history of houseplants. But today will be an interesting topic. Uh, Rachel's prepared a lot, 15, uh, 20 yeah. minutes worth of... Not too much, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a full-on university course on the history of houseplants, but it's just enough to uh, learn how we got here yeah. in today's day and age with yeah, houseplants. exactly. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Rachel, what is a houseplant? <laughs> and who are the first people to have them? That is a good question. So the answer, I'm sure, is just as simple as you think it is. A houseplant is any plant trained to be in your home, to grow indoors. They're commonly just called houseplants. These plants that are normally in your home that are sold in greenhouses come from tropical areas, but they are just well-suited to grow in our homes where it's a little bit darker and there's not as much sunlight because these plants are found where there isn't a lot of sun, like on the jungle floor, things like that, and they adapt fairly well. The second part of your question though was where did they come from, correct? Yeah, who were who were the first people to start having plants in their house or in their home? It's kind of a little sh- on shaky ground here of the history of houseplants. It's not something that, you know, was documented really well like significant mm. events were. You mean like people don't have photos of the Romans with their houseplants? Or? Unfortunately not. Most of these um, accounts that I'm taking from are based off of ancient ancient art that's what it's called Uh, ancient art and sculptures that have been found that depict plants Um, but they are believed to have begun as early as 1000 BC and they believe it started with ancient Chinese cultures using small trees and plants as ornamental features in their homes and once again this is based off of art that they have found of these ornamental plants being depicted and they don't have evidence that they were actually in their houses but it's very possible that this happened i i do wonder if noah and the ark you know how they got all the animals did they have to go get all the plant species or they probably just survived from water i guess that's a good question do they mention anything about seeds i don't know i feel like they do but it's been a while since i've read the old testament same we gotta go back and is it yeah, it's probably it Genesis. Genesis yeah. yeah. Anyways, just some thought. That'd be quite be the art. Interesting. Yeah. That would be a house plant. <laughs> yeah. A boat plant. <laughs> so, next question. How do we? I guess you already kind of answered that. How do we know about the history of house plants? You said it was the art, things like that. So, what were some of the prominent cultures that had house plants in the past? 
I already mentioned ancient Chinese, but we also know that early Greeks and Romans often grew their plants in pots. Usually they were placed just like on their terraces or on their balconies in their gardens surrounding their home, but it's very possible again that they just brought these plants inside. And also there were earlier civilizations of Japan, Egypt, they all had ornamental plants commonly potted and they were also surrounding their home. And it was kind of a way for them to practice their green thumb year-round. It wasn't so much of, look at me and my plants in my house. It was much more practical back then because I don't think they had the luxury. Most people did not have the luxury of just bringing plants inside just purely to show them off. People didn't just take shelfies with their plants <laughs> on their shelves. We gotta wait Post it on a couple Instagram. thousand years. Yeah. Roman Instagram. Rumpstagram. <laughs> Greekstagram. So when did, we're not too sure then about the Romans, the Greeks, the Chinese, about how common it was for them. When did the houseplant start becoming a bit more common? It started to become, so the Roman Empire falls and plants started to be cultivated inside, mostly just for functional uses, usually by monks or monasteries. But you bring up a good question on when did it kind of break that barrier and start to become more common, not just purely functional. I was researching and I read that there was a man named Sir Hugh Platt and he actually wrote about cultivating plants indoors. I don't know if anyone had really written about that back then. And so this was something new and it kind of just slowly started to gain popularity. And in Europe especially, they had greenhouses and conservatories slowly popping up. Most of these plants were just chosen for their foliage or their flowers. They looked nice. So it started to become more of a thing of, of wealth to kind of show off it wasn't just purely for function. And yeah, it only just grew from there in the Victorian era. Grew. <laughs> Sorry. You're always one to catch a pun. Sam is a very punny guy. I'm, very... I'm a dad. That's it's a natural <laughs> yes. instinct. Thanks for catching that one. But yeah, it only grew from there into the 1800s, the Victorian era, era. It was very common for the wealthy and the middle class to have plants in their homes. And it's actually pretty interesting because there are some plants that like really stuck with the Victorian area that were just very popular for them. What were some of those plants that popular back then in the Victorian era? Like I mentioned, usually they were chosen for unique foliage or their flowers. So there were things like begonias, geraniums, lantanas. Those are all flowering plants. They have really pretty flowers. Still used today. And then they also had like ivies and ferns and rubber plants and cast iron plants. And I actually found an article all about how people in this era loved cast iron plants. Like they would go out and take photos with their cast iron plants because these plants were just so hardy and they could survive those cold drafty apartments in Europe. They could withstand the lack of light inside their homes and so they did fairly well and I guess I don't know I there were quite a few pictures online of people in the 1800s with their cast iron plants maybe we gotta start that back up again yeah. also another interesting one is a palm called the parlor palm and it is thought to have gotten its name from the Victorian era where this specific type of palm which is Camadoria elegans they believe that it was nicknamed because the Victorians would put them in their parlor. They could again handle the drafty low light atmosphere that was in Europe in their homes at this time. And then from there, 
I would say from my research is 1940s is when houseplants became just very popular, very common to what it is today and what we see and how most people do have houseplants today. Sweet, a lot of interesting stuff. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back after this to finish up this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back. We're going to finish up this episode by talking about today's houseplants and how they're used today and what are some common houseplants. So to start off, Rachel, how are houseplants used and perceived today? So it's much different from their history, like we talked about. They're no longer something used to practice your green thumb year-round I guess it could practice your green thumb, but it's not something as for your survival. It's not anymore a sign of wealth necessarily, unless you go all out, maybe it is. When did that change? I feel like kind of between the 1800s, the Victorian era, and then to the 1940s where they were more accessible, they became just more commonplace. It wasn't something to be like, look what we were able to bring in, like this elegant houseplant, nobody else has it, whereas today it's, this is found in the greenhouse two miles away from uh. So I, I feel like now it's more of just kind of a fun hobby that people have, which I will gladly accept. I, yeah. It's one of my hobbies and it's more of just something, I guess it's more of a sign of like health than a sign of wealth. Yeah, heaven I, knows we wouldn't have any houseplants if that were the case today, because <laughs> we definitely don't have the wealth. <laughs> yeah, we just graduated college. We would have no plants if we were still yeah. in Victoria. It would look times. like my freshman apartment with no decorations or anything like that. So what are uh, some of the more common houseplants or what's the most popular houseplant that people go out and get? Let's have you guess. What do you think? I looked up an article of the top, let's see here, oh, top 13. I don't know why they stopped at 13. That's unlucky. But Sam, what is number one in your limited houseplant knowledge? Succulents. Oh, that's a good guess. Those things are everywhere. Everyone loves succulents because everyone thinks they can take care of it, but then everyone ends up killing them from what I hear. Oh, I've killed many a succulent. That's a really good guess, though. Number one is actually a fiddle leaf fig. Fiddle leaf fig. Do you know what that that is? Say that ten times fast. Yeah. I do not. They're pretty popular. They're named because their leaves resemble a fiddle. Oh. The shape of a fiddle. So people name things. A way that a, makes sense. In a way that makes sense sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these guys are everywhere there. You can find fake ones in Ikea. I'm sure you can find real ones in Ikea too. Do we have too. one here? We do not. I don't have a fiddle leaf. I've Man, kind we're of not wanted... with the times. No, I kind of I kind of don't want to get one. Why not? It's I want the most to be popular. different. Yeah, that's You're the thing. You're a hipster. No, not You're a You're a hipster plant lady. We could put it on the roof that's and have so a fiddle fig on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are some other ones on the on the list? So I'm not sure how reputable this one is because I'm kind of going through them and I'm not too sure how popular these are. I did you need, see you need to just make your own. I top yeah, 10. just make my own. All right, stay tuned, everyone. We're <laughs> gonna have we will have a website soon and we'll have a top ten Rachel's houseplant. That's list actually that, a good idea. Yeah, power ranking houseplants. <laughs> we'll update it each week. There we go. 
But according to this website, and maybe it's right, I did see this number two plant in Smith's the other day. It's a Chinese money plant. And it just has round little leaves, kind of looks like a lily pad. So number three is a spider plant. I do agree with that. Spider plants are very popular. Number four is a peace lily. We got lots peace of peace lily. I was gonna say peace house. lily because that's one that I actually recognize. There's a video that you have on the YouTube channel of how to propagate a peace lily, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're exactly right. If you want to know how to propagate it or if you want to know how to fertilize it, I currently have videos on how to do either of those on tinny plants on YouTube. Check it out. Check it out. So number five is an air plant. Sam stares at this one in his office all day, don't you? Nah, you stare at your computer. Yeah, I need you on my computer, but I do know that they need sunlight and that's why I keep the blinds open. Thank even when the sun's going right in my eyes. Thank anyway. you for keeping my plants yeah. alive. Number six, we're just gonna do the top 10. How about that? So number six is aloe vera. Good for sunburns, right? Yes, it is. But when it's a cream or can you like, <laughs> this might be a stupid question. Can you just like take a leaf and just rub it on a sunburn or? No, I legit think you can. If oh. you slice it open, it's like jelly inside oh. and you can apply that to your burn. It's like a little gel pack. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I've even seen some people, they eat them. I don't know how yummy that is. Huh. I'm not going to try it. I just learned that no question is a stupid question in plant school. That's right. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah. Number seven is the jade plant. It's it's a succulent. It kind of has those big old squishy leaves. Is it jade colored? Like a blue? Kind of. Here, you can look at it. Does that look jade colored to you? No, it looks green. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight is the African violet. I would not have guessed that. I've never really seen one. Never been to Africa. Throughout so. my travels in other people's homes. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine is the snake plant. I agree with that one. That I, one I, I see I know what everywhere. a snake plant looks like. Do you know the other common name for it? Mother-in-law's tongue. Yeah. I remember that one. Which I think is kind of mean. It is mean. Is that implying that your mother-in-law is a snake? Mine isn't. Mine's not. Some people <laughs> I know think that their mother-in-law is a snake, so I think that's probably where it gets its name. I mean, Poor mother-in-law, so you get a bad rap. Yeah, I think it's just the bad rap that mother-in-laws get. And number 10 is a bromeliad, which, yeah, I could see that too. They are very common in your local malls. I see them all the time. I don't know how to describe them. They kind of have these long, stiff, sword-like leaves and a colored, colored leaves in the middle that are shorter that kind of look like a flower but it's not actually botanically a flower they just look oh. like that so that's the top 10 that is the top 10 houseplants of our modern day well according to so-and-so on the internet who posted it yeah what's rachel's top houseplant your favorite one oh you're always putting me on the spot with my favorite houseplants or my favorite plants you know i don't know but i do right now i do love chiffleras i don't know the common name i think it just might be a chef plant umbrella tree i'm just throwing things out there i think <laughs> these are right but i love their leaves they can be variegated which means there can be different colors on their leaves little yellow light green if you were to ask me my favorite houseplant, I also probably wouldn't know. But I'll go mm -hmm. with Peace Lily because I see it every day and I know what it is. <laughs> but as we go throughout our podcast and as I learn more, I will keep a power ranking and I will update it weekly. All right. So right now, yeah. Peace Lily's at the top for Peace you. Peace Lily's at the top. We're going to have to do like a like a plant playoff and have anyone who listens to this podcast chime in and vote. And we can have like oh, a March Madness go. kind of thing. Yeah, we could post. Houseplants. And when we can decide what's 
the best houseplants, not this Joe Schmo on the internet. Yeah, that's right. We need we need our own opinions here. Yeah, full our audience, our massive audience that we have with this our, podcast. Our mother-in-laws, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. our sweet Those mother-in-laws with snake who are. Tongues. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> should do that maybe we could start a poll on our instagram once we get more of a following on here start a power ranking of house plants that's basically all i have for you on the history of house plants i hope that was interesting i hope it made sense did it make sense to you sam i learned a lot good that's that's the whole point i'm glad we're hoping to post an article about this in case you want to read more about it rachel's prepared one when we get our website up and running And we'll keep you updated as soon as that website is up. But that does it for our our episode today. We really appreciate you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.